The Productive Woman, Episode 8. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is the podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me, and in this episode, we're actually going to respond to a listener question about something that I think a lot of us struggle with, and that's saying no. I'll also share my tip of the week about making good use of waiting time and my tool of the week, which is banking apps. So let's get right into it. I've got a lot I want to cover this week. Um, My tip of the week is to make good use of waiting time. Um, You can use waiting time to knock out tiny tasks. You know, if you're ready to go but waiting on a kid, tidy the living room or one shelf of one cupboard in the kitchen or, you know, some little thing like that. Waiting for the spin cycle to finish so you can move the load to the dryer, wipe down the machines or tidy a shelf. Any time, basically, when you find yourself waiting, look around for a tiny task to do, knock that out, and it's off your list and um, off your mind. So it's a good way to be extra productive with those little things that sometimes get missed and overlooked. My tip of, or I mean, my tool of the week is the banking app for your smartphone. Now I, we bank with Chase and I love the Chase app on my phone. It lets me check balances and and transactions, transfer money, send money to other people, uh, pay bills and even deposit checks. I hardly ever have to go to the bank anymore except occasionally if I need cash. And when I do, I get enough for several weeks so that I don't have to go back again and go through the hassle of going through the drive-thru or walking in or, you know, going to the ATM. That app on the phone is a huge, huge time saver. And most banks and credit unions have them now. So if you're not already doing this, I uh, encourage you to have a look uh, at whether your bank or credit union has an app that you can put on your smartphone to take care of your banking. Um, And I will say that's that can kind of tie into the tip of the week because it's a great thing to do, you know, when you're waiting, if you're sitting in the car waiting for a kid to come from practice or something, you can get your banking done right there. So again, banking app for your phone. Love them. All right. So let's talk um, about the main, you know, the, the topic of the week. In previous episodes, we've talked a lot about some things that interfere with us accomplishing the things that matter to us. One of those things, if you remember, was um, is overcommitment. We take on too much for lots of reasons, and sometimes one of those reasons is the inability to say no. Um, a listener, Kelly, uh, left a message, a voice message about this. The recording didn't work well enough to, to put on to the show, but um, basically she asked a really great question. Um, how do we say no graciously? And and Kelly, thank you for that question, because honestly, this is something I struggle with as much as anybody. And that question got me thinking about it and doing some research. And I just thought it would be great to share some of what I found in this episode. So we'll talk about why we say yes, what are good reasons to say yes, when it's okay to say no, how to decide, 
and then how to do it in a way that is how to say no in a way that maintains your dignity and the relationship if that's uh, something you that matters to you so right out of the gate you know the, the question is when opportunities requests or whatever present themselves why do we say yes and there are lots of reasons um, sometimes it's because we want to help you know we're just decent people who like to do good for others when we can and there's nothing wrong with that um, but you know and we'll get to the but later um, sometimes we say yes from a desire to be liked uh, you know we want people to think we're we're good people um, we, we say yes to avoid conflict or confrontation sometimes or because it feels good to be needed and some people honestly will take advantage of that uh, that tendency that we have you know to really sort of flatter and play up to that sometimes we say yes out of you know FOMO the fear of missing out um, we we somewhere in our minds we think you know if I say no to this opportunity what if it would have been great and I'm gonna be sorry I didn't do it um, sometimes we have an unrealistic idea of what we can accomplish we think we have more time than we do or we underestimate how much time the task or the commitment is going to take sometimes we say yes uh, out of guilt we feel like if we can do it we should do it or it feels selfish to say no and sometimes we just flat out succumb to pressure you know some people are very good at pressuring someone into getting something you know doing something um, for for the what you know for the the askers personal reasons so there those are just some of the reasons why we say yes sometimes when maybe we shouldn't there are good reasons to say yes and you know one of them is because we want to because it's something we want to do um, it's uh, it's a good thing to say yes if we've carefully evaluated the request or the opportunity and it lines up with our values and our objectives those you know those guiding principles that we've talked about in previous episodes um, it, it's it's a good reason to say yes to serve someone we love sometimes even though maybe it's not a project that we would have chosen um, it is, um, it's important to the person who's, uh, to someone else that we care about. And so we're going to do it for that reason. Uh, nothing wrong with that. That can be a value or a guiding principle to serve those people that we love. You know, so those are good reasons to say yes. Um, the harder question for a lot of us is when is it okay to say no? Or why would it be okay to say no um, to something that's presented to us that that is not in line with our goals and our objectives and our guiding principles um, how can we justify saying no well one thing that somebody told me a long time ago that um, it's hard for me to remember because I'm one of those that I you know if somebody asks me I, I'm so you know I want to help and I and I like being asked and and feeling needed and so I'm likely to say yes even to things that maybe I shouldn't um, but if if we say yes to everything if we say yes to maybe something that's not right in our wheelhouse um, 
we're denying somebody else an opportunity to serve. And so sometimes it's good to say no to give somebody else an opportunity to serve or to shine or to contribute in some way instead of just taking it, everything on yourself. And that somebody who could contribute or shine or serve maybe, you know, our children or, you know, a family member so, because this applies, these concepts apply whether it's within a family, within, you know, your church, at work, wherever. Um, it, it, you can feel good about saying no if you've thought through the process and you know it's a no for you, realizing that that's leaving the door open for somebody else to maybe serve in a better way. Um I read in one article that I thought was really interesting, and I'm going to have links to a bunch of articles that I looked at um, in the show notes, and I'll talk in a minute about where you can find those, um, that um, the ability to say a purposeful no is necessary for our yes to have any meaning. And I just thought that was really kind of profound, that if we just say yes to everything, it sort of dilutes the the value of our yes and um, and so the ability to say no and mean, you know, for a reason gives more value and credibility to our yes. Um, it's certainly okay to say no when saying yes would overtax your health or your time or your family in some way. And it's okay to say no when saying, uh, when you keep in mind that saying no to some things leaves room for better things. And we'll talk a little more about the process here in a minute. But, um, you know, when offered an opportunity or someone asks you to do something or, you know, even if it's a good thing, either way, take some time to think about it and ask yourself, is my heart in this? Does this, does this fit into my priorities and, and the goals that I've set for myself? Is it consistent with my values? Or can I let this pass? to leave room for something that's more meaningful. Um, there's a quote that um, I'll put in the show notes that I thought was really good, and this kind of goes back to the, the what I was saying before about the ability to say a purposeful no. Um, this quote was attributed to Gandhi, and uh, who supposedly said, a no uttered from the deepest conviction is better than a yes merely uttered to please or worse, to avoid trouble. And uh, I will put that in the show notes because, again, I thought that was so profound that that um, it's better to say no from conviction than to just say yes to avoid trouble. Um, because part of the problem is when we say yes for those sorts of reasons, uh, it, re it often ends up being just, a, okay, well, I got that person to go away and get off my back and, and maybe we're not going to follow through. And that ends up impairing our own credibility and our own integrity. So, um, you need to, uh, in terms of when it's okay to say no, realize that your time is valuable, just as valuable as, as the person who's asking you for a favor or to, to take on a, a task or a, a position. And if completing that task for that other person is going to take too much time from you, um, and from the things that are important to you, it's your, it's okay to say no. Okay. It really is. And I'm, I'm saying that to myself as much as to anybody else. Um, we need in, in this whole process of thinking this through to be okay with the fact that to some extent, 
saying no really will inflict some pain. Um, I, there was this great uh, article or quote in in one of the uh, an article from Psychology Today online, and I'll have again the the link in the show notes um, where they said whether we're talking about a business request or a personal one, closing a sale or asking for a date, how can one say no without hurting the other? person's feelings. The fact is, you usually can't. There is no way to say, no, I will not give you what you want from me without at the very least inflicting disappointment. But you can minimize the damage. And I thought that was, you know, that it, it's an honest thing to realize. If we don't like to say no because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or make somebody uncomfortable, we're going to have to get comfortable with the fact that that's inevitable. It's just part of the process, but there are ways we can do it to make the discomfort or the, you know, the pain of, of, of the no, um, less painful for the person who's asked. And I'll talk about that in a minute. So in deciding whether to say yes or no, um, one of the things that, uh, you know, I saw over and over again, as I was researching this is don't give a reflex, reflex answer. Don't give your answer immediately. Don't let yourself be pressured into giving an answer immediately. You can weigh your options and limitations and get back to the person who's asking, but then make sure you really do get pa- uh, get back to them. So evaluate the system. And when you you feel you know when you're feeling tempted to say yes to something that you know in your gut you know you're too busy to do. Um, Take a pause for a moment. Take a really close, honest look at your situation. Weigh the pros and cons, um, and, and and meaning the pros and cons for you. And this goes back to you know what we've been saying through all these episodes. A lot of it has to do with your priorities and your values and those guiding principles. If you've got a sick friend who's asked you to, um, you know feed her pet or check her mail while she's in the hospital, you know, it may be that your loyalty to your friend or your commitment to being a good friend might outweigh the inconvenience of having to do that. And you may decide, you know what, that's, that's a priority for me. That's something I'm going to take on, even though it, it, it means I'm going to have to move some things out of the way to make that happen. And so you might decide to say yes. On the other hand, if you know, you've got someone at your kid's school asking you to take on responsibility for the bake sale or something. Um, you might decide that the, that the cost for that is too high and you, you're going to serve in a different way. And you're going to, you know, you, that may be why you decide to say no to something like that. It's going to be different for everybody. I don't think there's a right answer. Um, in any given situation, but the point is you need, it's okay to take some time to think through it instead of just, you know, doing the, um, you know, the, the reflex, sure, I'll do it because they asked. Uh, So think about it first. And if you have decided that you're going to say no, okay, and we've gone through this process, we've thought through it, um, and now we're going to get into the how can you say no and inf- with inflicting minimum, you know, hurt on the person who's asked 
or on the relationship, uh, you know, whether this is a personal relationship or a work relationship, how can you do, how can you say no without damaging that relationship or hurting the person? So the first step, and, and a lot of this, some of this came from both uh, uh, another article on psychologytoday.com and, and some of it from a, kind of an interesting little short article um, on emilypost.com, so, you know, the etiquette queen. And, and the first thing they said was, again, you've thought through it and, and you've asked yourself, are there any conditions which if, if something changed, you're, you might change your mind and, and do you want to put those out there? You know, well, if I wasn't already scheduled for that evening, uh, I would do it or, you know, whatever. Um, so part of it has to do with having your own convictions about the answer, having reached a decision that in your heart you know is the right one be prepared to act on that be respectful though um, allow that the person who's asking his or her dignity because you know they took the risk to ask and that is a risk for a lot of us so acknowledge the fact that they took that risk um, and acknowledge them by saying something nice um, that they can go along, you know, that they can sort of take away from the conversation in addition to feeling rejected. Um, it, you can appreciate the opportunity and still say no, and you can express your appreciation. So it might be, you know, I'm something like, I am glad that we're close enough that you feel that you could ask me this. I am so sorry that I can't help you this time. I have some deadlines that I have to meet, but I really appreciate you thinking of me. That might be one way to answer that, to be respectful of that person, appreciative of the, the them putting themselves out there to ask, um, but still say no. Um, the, the Psychology Today article said, and, and I, you know, you hear this all the time, use I speak. In other words, say, I feel this way rather than you make me feel. Say something positive or what you like about the person or about the interaction. If it's a work situation or, you know, somebody maybe at your church who's um, asking you to get involved in something, you know, you can say, I have really enjoyed working with you in the past, but this time I'm not able to do it or whatever. Again, uh, Psychology Today, um, that writer s said, um, encouraged us to show kindness. And, and just on a physical level, if, if this is a person in an in-person request, they suggest position, positioning yourself within eye level of the person and within touching distance. Um, because bad news can be sort of softened. You can soften the blow by, if it's appropriate, a touch on the arm or on the hand. Um, this, that's just a compassionate gesture, but you, you know, think about the relationship with the person, hear them out. Um, if they, they've got a convincing argument, you know, you can listen to them, even if it feels like they're just being pushy, but then repeat your refusal. If now, if they become overly insistent and really pushing, um, just all you can do is repeat your refusal, be more firm about it. You don't have to explain yourself in that situation beyond, no, I'm sorry, but I can't. On the other hand, you know, if you can give an explanation or a reason, do that. But, um, 
you know, maybe while you'd love to help at your child's school, you have a busy few months, you know, I've got a, I'm a writer, I've got a deadline coming up and I simply can't give that committee my attention, but another time, if it's true that another time you would consider it, then, you know, you might soften it that way. Um, but don't get into a negotiation. Don't open the door to, uh, unless you're willing to be persuaded, don't open the door to them saying, oh, well, but, you know, such and such. Um, you don't have to get into a negotiation. Um, you can give a quick uh, reason why you can't do it, and then, you know, that's the end of that conversation. But offer alternatives if you can. If you can't, um, as I said before, if you can't do it right now, if you can't give their request your time now, if there's a time in the future, maybe uh, let them know that that's an opportunity. Um, that, uh, and that's a way, again, of softening it. If giving some sort of alternative sol uh, solution to it may help make them feel better about it. On the other hand, it's important to say no clearly and unequivocally. Don't whine about it. Don't, you know, tease about it. Don't smile and, you know, oh, you know. Um, if what you really mean is maybe, then go ahead and say, uh, not now, but maybe another time. If you know there's no way you're, you're, you're ever going to, you know, do what they want, then, then don't string them along. That's not fair. Just say, I wish I could, but I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. D don't give in to flattery or bullying. And if somebody gets aggressive about it, you know, you have the, uh, you know, at that point, you kind of can stop being polite, back away and walk away. Um, but getting back to the, you know, again, you can always say, I need some time to think about it. And I'll get back to you, but don't say I'll call you and then not follow through. If you really, if this relationship matters to you, uh, then you need to probably make the next offer because you have kind of shot them down. And whether this is a personal request or a business request or whatever, it kind of then is on you to um, initiate something in the future. Um, but if you, if, Saying no is just too hard for you. If you just can't say no, I'm sorry, and sound like you mean it, then then just practice in the mirror until you can say it in a way that's polite but unequivocal. Um, there were some great um, examples that I found in various articles um, uh, about how to say no or some language that you can use in different different scenarios. So if, for instance... The answer is not now, but later. How about this? I am on a deadline, so I can't take on anything more until I finish this project. Could I follow up with you on Friday? Okay. If you're, if it's a business uh, situation, you're talking to your supervisor and they're asking you to do something more when you already have a lot, it's okay to say, um, does this take, does this new task, does this take priority over what you have already asked me to finish by Tuesday at two o'clock? That lets that person decide, oh, that's right, I've got you working on this other thing. Um, let them, you know, put it back to them to prioritize things. And that's important when you're dealing with a supervisor in, on a, in a business situation. If 
you simply want to close the door to it, period, then, um, and, and this is another example in a work situation. Thank you for asking me, but you need to know that I simply, I just can't take on any more work. I've got to focus on my top responsibilities. Leave it at that. Again, if, if it's too hard for you to look them in the eye and say no immediately, even if you kind of, I mean, if, if, if you have a, a real gut instinct that this is a no, maybe that's you just need to say no. But if, if you're finding it too difficult to say no immediately, then this is where we get into the, let me think about it and get back to you. Or, you know, honestly, I'm not sure I can help you at this time because of my other commitments. I'm afraid I might not be able to give it my full attention, but let me get back to you on that tomorrow morning or something like that. So those are some options, ways of saying things, look them in the eye and say it, you know, with a, with a smile, with a pleasant expression. And again, practice those kinds of things. There was a, uh, another article that I saw, uh, on zenhabits.com. And this article was called seven simple ways to say no. And again, uh, the, the links will be in the show notes, which are found at theproductivewoman.com look for episode eight. Uh, and in this article at zenhabits.com, here, here are some of the things they threw out as simple ways to say no. I can't commit to this as I have other priorities at the moment. Or now is not a good time because I'm in the middle of something. How about if we re- reconnect, you know, next week, next month, whatever, some at some specific time in the future. Or I'd love to do this, but I just can't, or, you know, whatever the follows from that. Again, let me think about it first, and I'll get back to you. Uh, If this is an offer of something, you know, somebody trying to sell you something, that's something I have a hard time with, is if somebody's trying to uh, get me to buy something. Um, How about this? This doesn't meet my needs now, but I'll be sure to keep you in mind. Uh, or I, I love this one, if, if you can honestly say this, um, and this goes back to the, the benefit of giving somebody else an opportunity to serve. How about, you know, somebody's asking you to take on a committee responsibility or something like that. I'm, I'm not the best person to help on this. Why don't you try, you know, Susie or Ralph or whoever? So if you can suggest someone, as they're giving you the pitch for whatever it is they want you to do, be thinking, okay, if you know it's, you're not the one, it's not something you can take on, can you think of somebody who would be qualified and maybe interested? And finally, the very simple way to say no is, no, I'm sorry, I can't. And, and we've talked about that briefly before, that no is a complete sentence. And it is okay, especially in circumstances where you're really feeling pressured, to just say no, okay? So those are some um, ideas, some suggestions, but a lot of it's in your demeanor, I think, and how you deliver it, and some of that goes to who the asker is. The more aggressive they get in trying to push you into doing something that you've said no to, the, the, the more assertive you need to be, we need to be, I say, um, in our no, uh, but if it's not that kind of situation where somebody is really aggressively pressuring you, then some compassion and some gentleness, but still being firm is called for. 
you know, at the bottom, the bottom line is this, and we've said this before, nobody can or should do everything. And because time and energy are finite resources, anytime we say yes to one thing, we're saying no to something else. And so in order to make the most of our time on earth, to make our life matter, we need to make sure we're saying yes to the right things for the right reasons. And for a lot of us, and I'm one of them, um, that starts with learning to believe that it really is okay to say no, even to good things. So what about you? Do you have a hard time saying no? Do any of these suggestions sound like something you could use? Kelly, I hope, I hope some of this helped you, um, or resonated with you. Um, it, it, but do, uh, if you're, as you're listening the, can, can you suggest another approach? Is there something I missed or something I didn't think about? I'd love it if you'd share your thoughts, your questions, your suggestions by going to theproductivewoman.com. Look for the show notes for episode eight and scroll down to the comments section. Uh, and I, you know, I'd love to hear from you and I'll be sure to respond, uh, either in the comments and, or, you know, in a future episode. Uh, and that's uh, moving on next episode. I think we're going to talk about the product productivity benefits of getting healthy. And as we're, the summer's winding down, as I'm recording this, it's late August of 2014. And, um, you know, we're getting back into the swing of, I think school just started here locally in Dallas this week. And, and so it's a good time to think about our health and, uh, uh, how how are that can impact on our ability to accomplish the things we care about? So uh, I'm going to be talking about that and giving some suggestions on on ways, simple ways, and and efficient, effective ways to to get healthy and improve our productivity that way. If you have questions or suggestions about this topic, a resource you think I ought to look at, please email those to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or like Kelly did, you can leave a voicemail message by going to laura-mcclellan.com. And that's Laura, L-A-U-R-A, a dash or a hyphen, M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N. Click on the pink tab at the right-hand side of the website. And be sure you tell me who you are. You know, hi, I'm, this is Tina from Topeka or something like that. And ask your question. Keep it to a couple minutes or so. Uh, and if you have a website or a blog, make sure you leave the, the URL in your message. And if I can use your question or suggestion in, in an episode, I will share your site as well. Well, that is it, I think, for this episode eight of The Productive Woman. I am so grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast and you haven't already subscribed... I um, uh, hope you will look at uh, subscribing to The Productive Woman in iTunes or in Stitcher. There are links to both of those in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com. Again, look for episode eight. You can also click on the iTunes or the Stitcher icon uh, in the right-hand sidebar of my blog at laura-mcclellan.com. And subscribing either way, in any of those ways, means that each new episode will go straight to your um, podcatcher app as soon as it's released, and you can listen to it and let me know what you think. If you think the podcast is worthwhile, 
I would be really grateful if you would uh, rate it and post a review of The Productive Woman in iTunes. Uh, and there's also a, a, a way of doing that on Stitcher. And that really helps keep it uh, visible in the iTunes or Stitcher directories so that people who haven't heard it can discover it and uh, subscribe and listen. And I always like to remind you to join the conversation on Facebook. You can look for The Productive Woman there in Facebook. Like the page. And I'm going to say again, leave a post there. Introduce yourself. Ask a question. Post a topic for people to weigh in on. I really do want to hear from you and look forward to getting to know you. So until next time, remember to extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.